welcome to Locally Sourced Joey. We're sipping chai and feeling fine. I'm joined this episode by Nitya Jain, who is the founder of Beyond Curry, uh, which just has some fantastic food photography, some terrific recipes, and uh, I mean, Nitya's only ever made me chai. But if her recipes are as good as that, then you're in great hands over there. So uh, without too much further ado, why don't you just take it on away and tell us a little bit about yourself? Here she is. My name is Nitya, and I am the taste officer and storyteller at Beyond Curry, which is an Indian food blog. How long have you have you been with Beyond Curry? When did you start it? So I formally started Beyond Curry as a blog or as a business in March of this year. But I've honestly been eating and documenting food for as far as I remember, because I just love food. I mean, it sounds really bad, but I just, <laughs> I dream about food. Like I look at something, I'm like, oh, I have to either eat that or I have to either make that. Or there's a lot of conversation in my life around food. So it just <laughs> seemed a very natural thing for me to like get into food. Do you remember the first thing you ever took a photo of? The first food? I think a donut, because when I first came to the United States, I didn't know what a donut was. <laughs> and I, then I went to a donut shop and I was like, what is this thing? And people didn't eat one. They ate multiples. And then that, my it was life changing. Like, I can get behind that because same for yeah. me. When I started Fat Foodies, I the first thing I took a picture of was a donut from Gordo's, which oh. have you been there? Yes, the food yeah. truck, right? Yeah. But the, my first uh, thing was uh, at Voodoo Donuts okay. in Portland. And I was like, they had this bacon maple donut, which we stood in the queue for like 45 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> people are standing in queue for food. Like, this must be good. And I was like, wait, we cannot <laughs> eat this before we like, like stamp it in our memories. And then that was it. That was, that was the end of it. And it basically. took off from there. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you have have about six months now had a blog yes. what sort of challenges have you come across because I know a lot of people say I'd love to start a blog but they don't know where to begin so someone who's, who's kind of freshly done it what would you suggest? so honestly Joey for people who are thinking about starting a blog like all I can say is do it yes because we get caught up in details and perfection and in my past life I've been an interior designer and architect and I know how much time we can spend and having the perfect looking thing but and it's a lot mm -hmm. so and there are many platforms that you can start a blog the whole point is started I mean the version of Beyond Curry that I have now is my two and a half version if that's a word <laughs> because I was getting caught up in like what should I do so I made a splash page on Wix I was like I just need to put it out there because otherwise I'm never going to do it I did it and then I did not like it at all but I kept writing and so then I was like okay I'm going to move to WordPress because I also do visual designing and website designs and I really like WordPress as a platform so then I uh, migrated to WordPress and I have a site there and finally like two weeks ago I revamped it to look exactly the way I want. There are Ooh. a few pieces that I wish I can keep working on, but for the most part, it's really what I want it to look like. So I'm really happy with it. So keep at it. It's a learning curve. And if you get stuck, please ask for help because we feel like we can do it all. And the internet is a bottomless pit. We can keep searching and we'll go looking for something else. So if you can't do something on your own, and if you can, delegate it to a friend, trade time, like do anything, but just start doing it because it's really fun. 
totally agree about the internet being a dark uh, hole of just, yeah, rabbit hole of just going down content where I'll look up something. Like there's so many things, even with podcast editing, I'll look up like how to do something in GarageBand that should be super simple. And there's all these videos for it. And it's like, oh no, this only works for this particular version that's, I have a newer one or I have an older one. And it like just doesn't, for whatever reason, no one on the internet has a straight answer for it. Or they have to do like a seven minute intro, has the loud theme music at the beginning that like blasts your ears. (laughs) And so, yes, I love the idea of actually asking other people, you know, for help instead of. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Magical, magical. Do you have uh, a favorite post that you've done? My chai post is one of my favorites because I really like chai and I feel it's a great conversation uh, sort of catalyst. So basically chai is a drink that you get together and talk about how your day was or you have a lot of stories to share and it's always followed by some food in the background like there's some samosa coming out or there's some food that you want to eat it's a rainy day let's drink chai it's a cool day let's drink chai so chai is very uh community driven in from where i come from Mm -hmm. and so i really like chai and so when i put the recipe out there it uh it made me feel good to share this like sort of fond memory from my childhood so that's awesome i think that's the the best part about food is the memories that it evokes and i'd be remiss in saying that we are currently having chai yes, right now it's the real chai and yes you want you, you have a misconception that you need to clear and starbucks please forgive me i i mean you guys are really good but there is nothing called chai tea latte i can guarantee you there is nothing called chai tea latte there is chai and there is latte i don't know what the chai tea latte is but if you want a real chai recipe please go to my blog beyondcurry.life and try making a cup I'm telling you, it'll be quite uh, life-changing. So Can confirm my life has been changed for the better. <laughs> I don't know if I could make this as well, but it's, I mean, it seemed like it wasn't very... I think everybody crazy. can make okay. it. It's, it's fairly simple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you on okay. this. We'll see. If my kitchen burns down, I'll let you know. <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it's very, very simple and very delicious. And yeah, and I mean, it's what, like 90 degrees today? And I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be limited to cold or rainy days and you you could make it cold as well like if you if you want to drink it cold you can make the same chai and just cool it a little bit don't put ice because ice will kind of dilute the milk and water ratio that is already in in the chai so cool it and then sip it but don't add ice to a Mm -hmm. chai like an indian chai it kind of dilutes the taste a little bit and if you're uh lactose intolerant or you are non-dairy you can always make the liqueur which is the concentrate with the water and the spices and the tea leaves and then heat up a nut milk or a non-dairy substitute I really like oat milk and soy milk so you could heat that up separately and add it after you've taken it off the flame so awesome sounds wonderful and how so you have you have all these different recipes. How do you come up with them? What's your inspiration? Is it just a lot of trial and error? Or? There is a fair bit of trial and error, but on there is a lot of uh, memories and fondness associated with the recipes that I put on my blog. It's the food that I've grown up with. It's the food that I've introduced to my son. It's the food 
we cook together as a family in the kitchen and that's the part that i feel has somewhere gone amiss because people are just so busy and find cooking so daunting that i really wanted to start this blog to get people around a table to like break bread together and enjoy a meal like you don't always have to eat elaborately but if you can just stop and like make a few things at home it's just a very uh, warming feeling for me so almost all my recipes are recipes that i would make for my family mm-hmm. or have made for friends to entertain so it is very personal so uh, yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. i i uh, and i think that's the the biggest hurdle i think for people is is cooking's not that daunting like sure you might find a recipe that has like 40 steps to it and it's like maybe don't start with that but there's so many things that aren't super complex to do that are still delicious still going to give you yeah great and memories. i think people find and it can be but indian food can be overwhelming because of the number of spices mm-hmm. that are used and you think the amount of time that goes in making something but my blog has a fair bit of recipes that actually has broken down the recipes to be relevant to time constraints and spices there are a few basic spices in indian cooking that you should have in your pantry if you do like indian food like cumin and coriander and a few other spices but if you can like go through the steps which are fairly easy you can come up with a really good indian meal in less than 30 minutes so nice yeah that's perfect for me <laughs> busy man on the go <laughs> just did a commercial there i was like cheers in that one <laughs> I feel like the last several podcast episodes I've been I've done I've like had some sort of drink where I've like ASMR'd it into the microphone. So apologies to all the <laughs> listeners if you aren't a fan of ASMR, and if you are, then this podcast has really taken off. Uh, so something else that I wanted to talk about was food photography because that's also something you excel at that you like doing, and I I know. For me, I still don't consider myself a food photography expert at all. I've definitely improved from before where I would like, you know, part of my finger would be in front of the camera. (laughs) Don't recommend that. Uh, But what sort of tips and and tricks do you have for people that maybe are are a little newer to food photography? Do you need like a $6,000 camera to... I don't have a $6,000 camera, so (laughs) I couldn't tell anybody to get one. But I think uh, there are certain basics that are important in food photography, like understanding light and how it interacts with food, because you want to showcase the food. So if it's dark, you're going to lose the main sort of hero of your image. So being a little mindful, if you are sort of focusing on taking a good food food, uh, picture, is to focus on the light a little bit take the food to the light or make sure the light is not behind you because then you're casting a really deep shadow on the food and it doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. And also deciding what you want to capture and put that in focus. Uh, For the longest time, I used my phone, my smartphone to take pictures. And now almost all smartphones have grids. So make sure you have a grid of thirds and either off-center your food so that it's in the one-third of your image so that you have a backdrop or you make it the center of your image when you are sort of shooting or taking pictures of food. So I think that's a good starting point. And then it's taking a lot of pictures. Like if you really like taking pictures of food, you 
composition is important, but really, it's, I mean, there are many layers to food photography. But I think the most important is that you really want to capture the essence of the dish where, uh, where and how it looks best. Like some dishes look best when they are bird's eye view. Some look good straight on. Some look good at an angle. So, and that really depends also at a space, like where you are, if you're in a busy, crowded restaurant, like there's not very far you can go with your food. So then how you capture the food and it's food likes movement. So if you have a hand holding a cup, that's a great image. I think it's more sort of alive and organic than just a cup sitting by itself. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry as much about, oh, I need this to look perfect or I need to drape a napkin a certain way. You should capture the food the way you want it to tell a story. So if your food tells the story that you're sitting in a busy coffee shop and that there is a vibe that you really like, capture that in your food and it'll come. Everything else will follow. And then, yes, cameras. There are many cameras and there are many experts who have many really good articles of like what to use, what gear to use. So you have to pick something that works for your budget and works for your convenience. I like that. I like the storytelling yeah. part of it because I, I agree. I think that's if you can evoke all that in yeah. a similar, similar, single, single image, you've uh, you've really done your job. Have you ever at a crowded restaurant gone over to another table and been like, "Hey, you have better lighting. Can I just drop the center table real quick and get some photos?" I have done it in India, <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest. But I think in India they're just like surprised that why would you do that? Like, why would you not be eating that food and actually taking pictures of it? So I think I kind of catch them in that moment of shock. And then I capture it like in that moment when they're really shocked and they don't know what to say and they just shrug. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to walk away. (laughs) Do not try and position it any better than it's already there. Just take that picture, say thank you. If you can buy them a cup of tea or their their meal, go for it. Otherwise, walk away. Never look back. Never Never look look back. I I actually at Gordo's at their uh, South Lamar location, so brick and mortar. I was having a donut naturally because that's all they have on their menu, and uh, there was a, a big table of uh, women at the table next to me that had each ordered I think a couple different donuts, and so they come up with like this huge platter. They put it down and they start pulling out their phones to take photos and I was like oh this is perfect and then I come in I'm like can I get some too and they're like yeah come on in so and people in Austin yeah. are really nice like and I and I think people in Austin are very passionate about food so mm. and like to support local and like I think that really helps when you they see that you're trying to do the same more often than not they will say yes than no so I think yeah we have we're in a safe place yeah yeah and I think even the people that you know, don't understand food photography, at least know yeah, how passionate, how good the food is yeah. here. And it's like, okay, I get it. I wouldn't do this, but I get it. I yeah. get it. So that's always good. We had uh, an, another, I'm blanking on the name of the place now, but we were the only people in there except for one other woman. And our group was all taking photos. And she just kind of wandered over and she's like, did I miss a memo or something? Like, was I supposed to be taking photos? And we're like, you can if yeah, you want. You, but, you can yeah. feel like the food paparazzi at some time. People are like very surprised. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? It's like, I like doing it. Yeah. How do I tell you like why I'm doing it? <laughs> and it's always at uh, the Food Blogger Alliance yeah. events. Uh, there's always 
at least one person on a chair, yeah. uh, sometimes on a table fully yeah. trying to get so it's it. A dangerous, um, it's a dangerous uh, hobby and oh, profession. Have you ever it. gotten hurt taking photos? Not yet. <laughs> I've been close, like balancing myself on chairs and step stools and ladders. I feel like I'm putting my life on the line here, but well it's not too bad. It. It's well worth it. It's, it's well worth it. And it's a good cardio workout. Yeah. Yes. If you can't can't hit the gym, just take some food photos. Yes, just keep that heavy thing hanging on your neck and like walk around. You've done your weight training and your cardio in the same sort of session. <laughs> so you said you used to use your phone, and I now- still use my phone okay. for convenience. So when we travel, I it's hard to pull out your camera sure. all the time. So I do take a lot of pictures on my phone, but I'm getting more and more sort of judicious about using my camera because. There is a lot more you can capture. But that's more when I style the food that I'm cooking or I'm collaborating with somebody on a food sort of uh, food topic, that camera. But when I'm out and about and I really like something, I mean, phone is your best friend. And the phones are so good now. Like So really to build confidence, I think start with the phone because it really, like, really does a good job. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like, oh, I can't take pictures because... Earlier on, you couldn't take pictures with your phone. They were just so bad. But now we have really good phones out there. So whether you have an iPhone or an Android, just go for it. The new iPhone with three cameras. Have you seen this? The new Apple iPhone? Now we need three cameras (laughs) in the phone. Apparently. And uh, I I know you're not on Twitter, but this is where I learned about this on on Twitter, is uh, people with uh, whatever the name of the phobia is. It's like dis... Try try dysphobia or something. Some, I yeah, read that somewhere. where it's like yeah. you're afraid of like like circles that are clustered together or something like that. And yeah, it just it yeah it seems unnecessary. But I was enjoying the ones where it's like the iPhone 15 is just all cameras and it was just yeah. Like they should just take away everything else. Yeah. Like they should take away search because yeah. I think people now shop on Instagram. So yeah. so it's the quick quick slide up. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, do you want to give a plug for your camera? Do you like the one you have? I am currently uh using a Canon T3, which is a very basic camera, but I am using some good lenses, which is a 2.8 100mm macro, because I like taking close-up shots, and it's really a really good lens, because you can do a lot with it, depending on your focal length and your f-stop and things like that. So I have a basic 50mm, and I have a 100mm macro that I use currently, and my phone. (laughs) Do you have, I asked about your favorite blog post earlier, do you have a favorite photo you've ever taken? Ooh, that's, that's tough. They're all your children, I know. I know, <laughs> I, I like my pictures. Uh, I, I have this recipe of an orange marmalade on my blog, and I really like the colors of the fruits that showed up. Uh, yes, that's, that's... On your business card. On my yes. business card, there is... Uh, Wow. No, I can't choose. I'm sorry. I can't choose. <laughs> no, it's, one it's totally fine. I, I feel bad that my um, my favorite photo I've ever taken is not uh, a food photo. So I it's a corgi uh, at Yard Bar up in... Uh, I know, in Lamar, right? Austin, yeah. yeah. And for, for non-Austin folks, this is a bar where you just bring your dog and Hang they out. all get to run around. You, you, and they have a food truck there. Yeah. yeah. You drink, you eat. Dogs can also eat. I guess drink water, not yeah. not alcohol. Don't give your dogs alcohol, uh, and it's just like a big playground for dogs. Yeah. And that's a great space. Yeah, yeah. it was it was very uh, 
Right? If, you, if you don't like dogs, very overwhelming. My favorite part of it, I'm getting off track here, but my favorite part of it was the people that would bring their laptops and then seemed upset when dogs would like come over to them. I'm like, look, there's so many coffee shops it's in called a place for dogs yeah. to play. <laughs> like, why are it's you... like that story where they were suing somebody because the dogs were barking in the dog park. The neighborhood was suing the dog park uh, because the owner's dogs were barking and like... It's a dog park. Yeah. Just okay. read between the lines if Wait, it's yeah. not clear. What are you expecting? Yeah. What are you expecting? But uh, so at this this dog park near where our group was, we were there for friends. Maybe her dog's birthday. I don't remember if it, I think it was her dog's birthday. Um, and so there's a, a corgi that's just like yapping at everyone, yapping, yapping. And one dog in particular seems to be getting the brunt of it. And this other dog is not responding. The other corgi is just yapping, yapping. And then finally the dog just turns around, just gives one little like, like quick growl. And the corgi just backs up, eyes like bugged out. And I captured that part. I was just like, it was like a fairly new, uh, like bringing my camera out somewhere. A human reaction. Yeah. And I was just like pointing it around, taking pictures, mostly of my dog. And then I was just like, well, my dog, I don't know where she went. She wandered off. So I'm like, I'll take pictures of these other dogs. Just having to like turn. And like captured it perfect. I'm like, oh, look at this corgi barking. And then I captured it right when the other dog barked. Yeah. So his face is just like so like deer in headlights. Out. Yeah. And so yeah. I'll share it in the in the link. And Please do. Great. I yeah. would love to see that corgi just shocked <laughs> into submission. And yeah, he uh, stopped barking. So yeah. it works. It worked. <laughs> Rolls over on his back. He's like, just run my belly. And I'm like, okay, that's fun. We can we can get down with that. And we always like to end every episode with a top three. And as a very well-traveled, do you know how many cities, countries you've been to? Yes, because I just filled out a visa uh, form. I have, we have traveled to 18 countries now. Ooh. And cities I don't count. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean. And like little towns and stuff too. Yeah. 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 18, no, 20. (laughs) 20. 20 countries, people. 20. But we love to travel. Like, and I, I think we started traveling a lot before. And then once we had our son, who's now nine, he's been traveling since he was six months old. So I think we just, we can't sit still for too long. And I think it's very inspiring when mm. you travel. You, you just see things so differently and food is so different. People interact with each other so differently you hear different languages and it's it's just it's just an incredible experience we love to travel and i love to travel a lot so i think it makes you more appreciative too like my my parents took us on vacations again starting yeah when we were very young and just to see these different people even in different states it's like it can be so yeah i mean just the the, the, and the way they talk is just so intriguing like i i love listening to people talk when i'm sitting in a coffee shop and i say that sounds so different and so cool i like you know like they have such different perspectives so i think it's it's really fun to travel and what's the crazy thing is because i'm around 20 countries as well that's 10 percent of the world like yeah. there's still so yeah, much it's the tip yeah. of the iceberg yeah. we haven't seen anything it's out of yeah. control out yeah. of control and so we'll we'll keep this because again we we're talking about this before there's way too many You're way too many cities and good food yeah. outside of the u.s so we're going to keep the top three to your top three cities for good food in the u.s okay. tremendous food good tremendous food all of it, yeah. okay before i say anything austin i love you <laughs> and you have really good food like i promise you i have my list of restaurants in austin that i love but because he is asking me this is because of joey i will tell you my top sorry, 3 sorry austin chicago 
Lovely. Uh, Portland and Seattle. Absolutely, hands down, my favorite <laughs> cities. Chicago, Portland, Seattle. And give me your, your one, one like must try thing in each city. The Girl and the Goat in Chicago. Uh, in Portland, uh, Pock Pock. I can't give one. I have to give two. So it's <laughs> Pock Pock and Bollywood Theater. And in Seattle, that just seems unfair. I have so many favorites. I used to live there, so I can't pick one. <laughs> it's just... Mm. I love going to Pike Place. Uh, and they have really good uh, restaurants uh, for seafood. Athena is one of my favorites for their seafood sort of soup with orzo they have a greek seafood soup with like orzo and mussels and scallops i really like that and it's light uh i like volunteer park cafe a lot it's like really one of my favorites and in ballad no i have to stop i have to stop i can't take all the names there's some of the places i can't share i'm sorry (laughs) i can't tell you about that i can't tell you about them you can't find them yet (laughs) They don't actually exist. Yeah. Um, and then we, we can be polite to Austin. Do you have an Austin recommendation that people need to check out? I think you guys should eat out in Austin. Like once the weather is better, all the food trucks are incredible. Like the food is so good in Austin. We love uh, Elizabeth Street Cafe a lot uh, for their banh mis and their dandan noodles, which I think are incredible. I haven't really found good Indian food. Not good, like really good Indian food. There is good Indian mm-hmm. food, not really good Indian food. And where else? And ramen tatsuya. Just. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uchiko. Can I just say that? Can I just put it out there? Yes. Absolutely. Of course you can. And if people want to find you on the interwebs, see this great food photography, learn some recipes that are not daunting. Yes. Easy to do. It's easy, guys. Please. Where can they find you? So my uh, blog is called uh, beyondcurry.life and I live on Instagram as beyond.curry. So hopefully I'll see you guys there and uh, share more recipes and maybe we can meet and chat over chai. Yes, I highly recommend the chat over chai. I'm a fan. My cup's almost empty though, so it's probably a good time to wrap up the episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Joy. And thank you for joining us. And remember... Why uh, Why did the cookie go to the doctor? It was feeling crummy. Get after it today, people. <laughs>